Hi, I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In The Moment, a podcast on acting, art, and life. In this series, I'm talking to AMAW alumni, students, and clients about the challenges of acting and the joys of creating in the 21st century. For more information, go to anthonymindel.com, or you can also find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. I hope you enjoy. In this week's episode, Tony interviews Lethal Weapons series regular Michelle Michinor. They discuss what it's like being the others in society, delving deep into issues around racism and homophobia. Michelle also lends her insight into the business side of acting. This episode will remind you to bet on yourself. Hi, everyone. Welcome to In The Moment Podcast. I'm Anthony, and my guest today is the lovely, talented, badass, <laughs> Michelle Michener. <laughs> this is when we push the recorded applause mm-hmm. and you hear it. So thanks for coming and being here today. Thank you for having me. The rains have departed and the sun is emerging. Yes. Ah. I'm from the East Coast, so oh, okay. I rained. I'm like, all right, whatever. I know, it's just weather. Yeah, it's just... Wait, yeah, are you from New York? Jersey. From Jersey. Yeah, I'm a Jersey girl. I know, because I remember when you were doing that scene with Vicky in class last fall. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, you guys, okay, we have to like, we have to bring this down a little bit. You're like, Tony, this is how New Jersey girls are. This is how... <laughs> Yeah, and we both are from, well, she's from New York. That's right. And she's Haitian. Okay, So yeah. it's just like, it was just a it was whole a mix, mix of, of everything. I love it. However, you know, in watching that back, it's like, yeah, we could have came, calm down. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it just, I mean, at one level, what we're always learning is we're pulling from ourselves, right? But yeah. then sometimes have the channel or transform it into something else. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and when I remember watching that back, I was like, oh, I was triggered by how she came into, into my, your face. my, spa- yeah, my your face, space and my space. And yeah. so it was a natural, like, just trigger in that way that was outside of what the character actually uh-huh. was experiencing and uh-huh. her position in that particular uh-huh. um well, that's an interesting point, Michelle. Yeah. Let's talk about, like, so what is it like, you know, like, it's, I think we, unless you're black, or unless you're a woman, or unless you're gay, or unless you're, I think it's hard for people to really put themselves in the shoes of what it's like to grow up, even in America, and, like, walk with, you know, the threat of something. As a minority, and when I say minority, I'm not even just saying race, I'm saying gay, right. and whatever you yeah. decide is different from what's quote unquote normal. You, after a while, you kind of get thick skin, like, okay, I've heard, okay, I've heard faggot before, I've heard nigger before. Not, not that it makes it right, but you know that this is what my life is, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. we are here in America, right? Mm-hmm. And I think in walking in this minority or this other that we all are <laughs> that really everyone is that's true <laughs> everyone who 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 has life in their body is um as as difficult as it is it's almost like i rather i rather be this other mm-hmm. i rather not be what's normal mm-hmm. and yeah it does suck sometimes i have been called a nigger when some you know someone driving down the street when I was in eighth grade or whatever that I have experienced those things, but knowing the the lineage that I come from, mm-hmm. the lineage of people who have helped build this country, although it has been absolutely awful, it makes me ha- I have like this extra armor of just like strength, like this extra coat of like. I got this, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and I can look at my brother who is 
I don't know, Latino and gay. And although I may not be that, those things, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. And I can empathize with you. And it's like, but we, we in this... We in this fight together, and we're gonna be the other and proud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's uh, well. It's like it's. it's I'm, I just. I'm, a. I just love the people that I work with and the school and the ethos of it, and also just like this podcast. I never plan on what I'm gonna talk about. I have at the very end. I have a little speed round questions that I always ask, but like I love that we can talk about like this is we're talking about race and mm-hmm. and being a woman and also how that correlates to, you know acting like at one level we're pulling from our own stuff all the time but then also like how do we move past sometimes the traumas that we've all experienced so that it doesn't block us in a further blossoming in our own creative expressions you know what I mean absolutely and what I've what I've discovered the most in particular this year for myself has been putting more energy into my life in the, in the things that have traumatized me mm-hmm. opposed to putting my career and what I have to do for my career ahead of my you life and what I've experienced uh-huh. yeah. because I'm sure now if we go back to what we were just talking about with that scene with Vicky I'm sure now where I am just as a person in my life I can because I've worked more through these triggers I'm able to really car- compartmentalize where I'm at and be present. Like, this isn't you eight, at eight years old. This is you in class. That's right. You know, in this That's particular right. moment. And knowing what's past and what's the present. And I can say, I, I've just been such a go-getter. You hustle. And you you, you hustle. You, you work all yeah. around, you know, the East Coast. And it's, you know, you just no matter what. Yeah. You know, never sleep. Never yeah. anything. And now it's more like, no, I need to go to the park and watch people mm-hmm. or I need to go and write or I need to have a conversation with my mom and say hey mom this happened when I was younger mm-hmm. and this is how it has affected me since then and I feel like now my school needs to be the school of life and like mm-hmm. <laughs> going back over what I've experienced so that when I bring it to my work regardless of how surface it may be or how more in depth yeah. it, yeah. it may yeah. be that I, I've done the work within myself. Yeah. That that was a huge revelation for me this year. That's huge. It was super, super huge. I mean, I'm working on a new book while it's done. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's. I always feel like I write one acting book and then I write like a, a more, like it's about creativity and mm-hmm. life and then I write another acting book and I, it's so weird. It's kind of taken. So this is like their short stories about my life, but it's obviously about creativity, but also very, it's like memoir-ish. Yeah. But it, it's also sort of, um, it's called You Knew When You Were Two, which I kind of love that title, right? Because yeah. I do think that we all abide with this divine knowing, this universal knowing that is in us that can't really be articulated at that age. But there is, um, as we move through life, there's this part of us that, does have the answers, right? And is connected to something. We have to get out of our own way to access it. But yeah. but anyway, my, one of the chapters is, talks about how, you know, and we talk about this at school a lot, right? But like mm-hmm. when we get triggered, it's not just that we're getting triggered by what's happening right now. The unconscious part of our eight-year-old that was abused or beaten up or called a fag or whatever... Yeah. Or the 13-year-old or the 15-year-old is unconsciously also alive within this moment of now. My goodness. So we have to sort of... 
A, you have to have awareness that that's happening, and then you have to sort of unravel it. Absolutely. And that awareness of that, it, it, it now makes me excited about where I will continue to go, not only in my life, but even in my artistry and in my creativity, because mm -hmm. now I feel like that, that has been a blockage. Although I've been able to be successful, um, I think that now the quality of my success will be very different. Mm -hmm. At least, and I, and I may be the only person who feels it. <laughs> They'd be like, girl, you're doing the same thing you always do. It's like, no, I promise you this is different. <laughs> I promise you this is way different, oh you know, gosh. and I feel like... Um, but as long as you feel it, that's yeah, the point. And, you know and what I mean? That's the point. Yeah. That is absolutely the point. But I do think those things do become tangible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I think marriage has probably changed you too, right? Didn't you just get married? I did. Yeah. I got married in October. What? And it's been, people, you know, always ask like, oh, so how's marriage? And it's like, <laughs> it's still a relationship. So <laughs> it's still that's a relationship true. that's always Working. evolving and growing. Yes. And the yes. love part is the easiest part. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? I love you too. But the relationship yeah. part is, is the what's work. it, is the work. And it's such a, um, it's so revealing Again, what kind of what we were just talking about is so revealing about who you are as a person, and what it, it's more of a revealing of yourself, I feel, than the other person mm. a lot of times, yeah, and that's what right. I'm learning so much. Even what is this three months in, but just with the, I mean, the marriage was just like the thing, but we've been together for some years, uh -huh, you know what yeah, I mean? So okay. it's, it's, it's been an on, ongoing, evolving relationship, and it's been, I honestly, again, I'm learning more about myself. <laughs> than him because even this morning we were like going through something and, and his thing was, was like hey the timing of when you told me this particular thing like it just didn't sit well with me and I'm still upset about it and I'm like but I apologized so it was like it should be done it like, should be it should, yeah, should yeah, be yeah. good and then it's <laughs> like what's the problem I don't get it <laughs> but it's like girl if he needs time yeah and just because if when the shoe is on the other foot, just because I can be like, oh, okay, and then just let it go, mm -hmm. doesn't mean that he's like that. That's right. You know, and understanding like your patience level, you gotta like, work on that, girlfriend. <laughs> so I'm gonna use your podcast to be like, sorry, husband. <laughs> but to his credit, even though we had this thing, right? Yes. <laughs> we had this like, thing. And. We're like, okay, all right, okay, all right. And I'm just, again, I'm just, I'm sorry. It was the wrong time. We go downstairs and he's like, so are you, you going to eat breakfast? And I was like, yeah, I might have like something. The next day I know there's like a plate of food and grapefruit. And he's, I'm like, thank uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it is absolutely work and we are nowhere near perfect. And I love that. And I'm, I'm excited. It's my best friend. And so I have to remember or when I'm constantly remembering to tell myself is to be present mm -hmm. and to not be that shoot 24 year old that's girl right. that's <laughs> right like you know i mean be present this is this is now this is yeah, 2019 right. and then another thing i feel like people don't tell you um the things people don't <laughs> the things tell you about the marriage is that you're creating somewhat of a new family now mm. so be aware and conscious of your other family members and their things mm -hmm. and how it could potentially make its way into your relationship. And it's important that you have clear boundaries mm -hmm. of, between you and your partner and then you and your partner versus like 
the, the families. Family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing too, because people get weird sometimes when you when you commit to someone. Like you're, you're it's things just get weird sometimes, mm-hmm. and it's and it's important to be aware of that. It is true though <laughs> about that. I mean, I'm newly in a relationship as mm-hmm. I mentioned, and but. Like, he's like a little Buddha to me in a way, which is so annoying, but it's mm-hmm. actually really nice. But like the other day, I don't know, he said something to me and I was like, I know that, I teach, I taught that in class last week. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's okay. so funny because like, as a teacher for me, I think why, you know, I think I'm a really great teacher. I think so too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. But I mean, I don't mean that in an egoic way because my point is, is like, I think I teach great, well what I most need to learn myself, mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, uh, so it is funny that he'll tell me something. I'll be like, I did just teach. We were talking about love the other day. This is probably gonna make me cry. Oh, mm, it is already. I love this part about you. <laughs> Jen said she was gonna my the podcast engineer Jen. Just for our listeners, she's gonna she's gonna do a mashup of all the times in class. That I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start crying and then start crying. Isn't that funny? I would watch that, that's funny. Anyway, it's like that that video viral of Lady Gaga saying, All you need is one out of one hundred to get you, and that is my Bradley. Have you seen that yet? Oh, you have to Google it. It's so funny. She does that like in every interview. She's like, All it takes is one person to get you, and that one person was my Bradley. Oh, okay. (laughs) Something like that. But she's kinda right, right? All it takes is one person to see your talent. But but my boyfriend the other day, it was before I was leaving for my out-of-town trips, right? And I was going to be gone for two weeks. And he started to cry. And I was like, don't be sad. And he's like, I'm not sad. He's like, this is love. Mm. No, so, love course, is when your partner is leaving out of town for a few weeks and you're like... <laughs> but he was just having his feelings and yeah. like my thing, you know, and of course I teach, like, we don't have to define things that we can just feel because we feel them, right? And I was like, I know that. I, t- I allow people to feel. <laughs> and then I was like, oh God, it's just, it's different when you're in the receiving mode of it. That's you know? what I was going to say. You got to receive it. And it's also something about owning that you deserve. This type of love. Oh, Michelle, that is so it. It's like he's coming at me with so much love and because of my own self-esteem stuff, it's like I find ways to torpedo it or like push it away because it's so much. I mean, but think about it. We're the other, right? Yeah. And we're used to these people telling us like, oh, well, you're just too much because you're just a strong black woman or like like, we don't do homophobia. We're so used to to having to to fight our way and and get our point across and show that we're... It's the working part. It's the working part that you have someone that's like, you don't have to work with me. And Uh, you're like, I know. How, how, How do I even navigate what this is? Because... Every time I go out into the world, I, I gotta work so yeah. hard. Yeah. So you have something to prove yeah, in a way. Like, yeah, in a way. But not really, but like it's that's kind of our wire. Absolutely. And we're we're lucky enough to live here in California. I mean, but I understand you're you're not from here though, so I, yeah. I can't even no, imagine. No, yeah. You're like, no, I ain't from here though. I mean me me neither, but you go outside and there's like rainbow flags and yeah. like black power fist on this. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. everyone it's, is and you know. All of that to say, it feels good to be loved on. Yeah. And it, and we have to begin to honor and understand we deserve it. We deserve it. It's true. Well, we are love, right? Like, yeah. that's the core of who we are. But then we, as we grow up, we identify with sort of the thought forms that we create in mm-hmm. our mind. 
based on things that happen to us. Oh, so goodness. if you're called a if you're called a terrible name mm-hmm. when you're in eighth grade, then you immediately in your mind equate that with hmm. I'm unworthy, I suck, I'm stupid, I'm dumb, I'm ugly, I'm whatever. Not as pretty. Yeah, that's exactly I, it. You know, and then then you you deal with what's within your community of what's the level of uh, of beautiful. So I recently had someone, I don't know if you saw, but I recently had someone at me on Instagram. Like oh, no. It was, it was okay. a random thing. I'm actually going to pull it up so I can say it verbatim okay. for wow. your listeners. An Instagram troll. Um, yeah, a troll. Oh. So I'm... Now, that could be a Russian bot, you know. <laughs> it could be like... I'm just, you know... In someone's basement in, in, in like, Moscow. Yeah, that's true. I'm somewhere minding my business. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden... You posted... What did you post? A I, I posted what the person wrote because it was important but, for me. But they wrote on... You had posted something? No, not even... Oh, okay. We're going to get internet. But I, I can still explain the story. Uh, this person wrote under some kind of discussion about Bird Box. You know when Bird Box dropped right. and it was like everybody was like, Bird Box, Bird Box, right, Bird right, Box, right? Okay. right? And I guess somehow or another... To, we can get you the Wi-Fi. No, I got it. I got okay. it. So somehow... Or, oh, yeah. They're on Susan's page, I believe. And they're and, I, and I'm assuming... Oh, the filmmaker. Yeah, the filmmaker. Okay, I'm Susan assuming, Beer. Yes. Okay. I'm assuming they were talking about the lack of diversity, diversity. in the film. Well, Trevante's in it. Exactly. So it was... So this whole thing is stupid. Andy W. Shadow. Right. Right. Shout out to Andy W. And so all of a sudden I get a notification on my Instagram that says, at Suzanne, at Machine Gun Kelly, I'm glad there are no dark-skinned black girls in the main cast of Bird Box. Black females that have the same skin tone as at Michelle Michinor are ugly and irrelevant. Light-skinned black women are superior. Wow. So I get that at... And the first thing was interesting that I was like, mm. and I'm like, dang, it's sad that I'm used that I, I'm used to this because I'm just a black girl and I just have had people say stuff like this before. Mm-hmm. But then I thought about Tony. I said, you know what? If I was a young black girl and I knew that this happened to someone that I may see on TV or I follow on social media, I would be interested to know how they handle this kind of you know, comments mm-hmm. or what have you. So usually I don't give trolls the time, but I was like, you know what? I need people to understand how, oh my gosh, how important it is when you have these kind of words being said about you, how important it is to, it, what's most important is how you handle it, I should mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. So my response, because I posted it, I wanted it to be a very teachable moment. I said, I love moments like this because it's confirmation that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Who I am and this skin that I'm in will always serve a way bigger purpose than just being on TV. It's for the world to continuously see women of my skin tone and those in brighter and or darker hues being intelligent, powerful, beautiful, in-your-face, world-changing creatures who birthed mankind. What an incredible feeling and honor it is to know that I wake up every morning shifting and transforming the world by simply being a woman of color. To my fellow sisters out there in the world killing it, keep doing your thing, mama, and never forget your jojoba oil. (laughs) (laughs) 
And that's all I... <clears throat> wow. Excuse me, getting choked up. Because that's all I said because it's like... People need to understand that we, us others, we go through this every day. We see it every day. I mean, there's... Jeez, there's so many things that, like, I could... Uh, come to mind about that but and Travante was the lead yeah, 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 <laughs> and, yeah. and Raul was in it yeah. and there was uh, and, uh, but also it's like I mean listen we, we could I'm sure all these arguments went through your head already right. like it's it's in, at one level like self misogynistic if that's yeah. a word like that she's okay with black men like it's interesting that she's degrading black women whose skin color is darker, but it's okay for a black man exactly. to be, a, he's yeah. darker skinned black men right. are not less attractive or then whatever, than lighter skin. Skin. so yeah. that already is, right? But, I mean, obviously, at one level, a troll is, well, you know, it's just mm. a projection of all their own stuff, right? Absolutely. But I read something that was very interesting about, Justine Bateman has this book out about fame, mm -hmm. and she said something about social media trolls I've never thought about before, but that in, in, she believes that people do that kind of stuff because it's their form of connection mm, that they sure. not are just are seeking. They're not just seeking a platform to be heard and seen, but in some way, this woman might actually weirdly enough in her mind, even though not realize it might aspire to be like you. Mm -hmm. And so she's trying to connect to you in some way by hating on you. Absolutely. You know I, mean? I, I agree with what that says. hundred percent. So and it, it is very fascinating. And it, and I think that, there's an attention, there's something that they, they, they want to get from it. But I think in those situations, I'm like, look, I'm thinking about other little black girls who are like me. Mm -hmm. And I need them to see things like this and see how I handle it mm -hmm. and be able to go to school and tell that bully or tell that person who says, oh, well, you're dark, so you're a dark skin black girl, so you're, you're not cute, you're not that. And they can be like, if, if, if they are looking at me, then they can think, well, no, because Michelle, she she gets the same kind of treatment, regardless of if she's on TV or not. She still deals with this, just like I do that deal with this in middle of wherever USA, mm -hmm. and this is how I can handle it. So I'm always like thinking, okay, this is probably someone being stupid. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? But I want that little black girl that I was to be able to have someone to look at and and know that their skin is is fine, our nose is fine, and lips. Everything was cool, you know what I mean, and it'd be more about your intelligence and what you bring to any atmosphere that you walk into, you know. But it's just, it's like it's nothing for me. But I was like, no, I need to make it this. Is. It is. Yeah. This is. I have to always remember some things are just bigger than just what I. I'm like oh, I'm used I'm, to this, so it's also just like the most biological. It's just your skin color has more pigment than mine. <laughs> That's it. You yeah, I mean? if you if you break it down like, to science, like yeah, it's like that's what I mean. Like it's so it's so bizarre to me. Like, yeah. um, but listen, that's what racism is, right? Yeah. Like compartmentalizing and segregating yeah. based on physical attributes, right? And but also, I think her comment is disturbing also to me, maybe because uh, somebody who's lighter skin, whether that's Latin, uh, you know, that's Latin or yeah. black, is a sort of. A, trying to appropriate the white yeah. experience. Mm -hmm. It's weird. It's but very. the poor woman might be, she may have just grown up thinking, you know, here, yeah. I mean, here's what I'm thinking. I'm my brother and sister-in-law, so they're in a mixed race marriage. Okay. And uh, their daughter is black. Mm -hmm. And it's really, and she's so amazing. And uh, uh, I, I shouldn't like publicly name their names if they don't make <laughs> up. Yeah. I'll just use, so my sister-in-law, I won't name mm -hmm. her by name, like is really trying to find this really uh, strong, 
she's a very strong, powerful black woman. Mm -hmm. And she's really, and she is really trying to raise her daughter who has a white dad mm -hmm. that how, how can, she, how can her, their daughter be okay on the spectrum of all things really mm -hmm. that white, a white doll isn't a preferred doll over a black doll, let's say, yeah. or like a white book isn't better right. than like a, a cartoon book that written for black children, right? You know what I mean? It's very Absolutely. interesting. It is very interesting. And I've always wondered that, honestly. I've always wondered, like, if I um, was in a situation where I had a child with someone who wasn't of my race, like, how... Because you don't want to dishonor, I'm assuming in this situation, you don't want to dishonor her white father because right. there's there's still honor in that because that's her dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But then it's also, like, when this is my mom, but then the world sees... Her and only because the world just sees that sees much. just only yeah. this much. She didn't say, "Oh, this is just a black girl." It's just like, and then in, even in the black community, she'll have to have a whole separate experience in that. <laughs> well, what's interesting is, and I wonder if this is where these visual cues are taken from. Because when she was younger, she's ten now, but when she was younger, it, it was interesting. And I've seen they've they've shown studies, like I saw this on like sixty Minutes, where they give. Uh, uh, skin colored dolls from like really light to darker skin dolls hmm. to these really young kids, four or five or six. I right. That, yeah, right? I have. And kids, yeah. just because I think of the mental conditioning, more more likely to want to play with the lighter skin doll. Mm -hmm. But, and that, I think when I was younger with my niece, I think she was maybe more intrigued by the whiteness because she wasn't that. But mm -hmm. now, so this is interesting, I'm not a social scientist, but right. now at 10, I see her. She has all in American Girl place, uh, or whatever that, that place that is. I have, she, a, I have a bonus daughter, so that's she. You get it. She is so into her, who she is now. That's cool. And the color of her yeah. skin, and it's really beautiful to see. And like, I don't think she. Of course, she's making distinctions, but they don't seem to be as pronounced as what I... So it's amazing to see. And maybe that's also now the, the time we're living in. You know what I mean? And I think people do... Or, well, anyone, you gravitate towards what's familiar to you. Yeah. So it's like if you're looking at... A, you have this... I mean, an American Girl doll store is all Everyone. of the dolls yeah, yeah. in it's all the land of dolls yes. so, let me tell you something you can be any who in That's the world right. and you're going to see a doll Your that doll is just like you and, it, and it's, and it's it, I'm sure it's a sight to see if you if you haven't seen that but I also when you think about colors and what in cartoons the villain is in like black the, uh -huh. you know and like a mask and it's black and it's, it's true. just I never thought about that. The subliminal, so sometimes yeah the subliminal so sometimes mm -hmm. with children though and I, I believe that racism is taught mm -hmm. I don't believe you just like wake up and you're like I don't like white or black or this so but when you see things like that in cartoons where if something's bright and happy and then it's yellow and oranges mm -hmm. and this mm -hmm. and the light and then if it's like not so great it's like black and dark blues and purples and and then if you give kids some dolls and they're used to those colors in their minds sometimes right. it might not even be about a bias yes yeah. well, so I, always look, I look at those sometimes and I'm like we're dealing with kids here so unless racism has been introduced to mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. are they really you know how are they equating it you know mm -hmm. but well, it's yeah. true because what for me with being gay you know they we told her very early on and mm -hmm. because how she, was that? Was I know so, this is like my thing, but well, <laughs> yeah, first of all, she's obsessed with my 
my boyfriend. Okay. So we all went skiing to I just have to tell this one quick story. And we went skiing together and he's a really good snowboarder. Okay. Like really good. And I was like, I'll make up her name because I don't want to say her name. I'm like, Julie, like how do you, what do you scale on a scale of one to 10? How do you scale my boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, as a snowboarder, an eight. And I was like, okay. And she's like, and in life, a 10. <laughs> so, I love it. so she's so, but so she, at first when she found out that I was, or she was still wasn't sure what gay was, mm-hmm. she'd be like, uncle Tony, when are you going to get married? Or what, who is the perfect girl for you? And her mom would always say, no, 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 he is not getting married. First of all, she was always like, he does not have to get married. He does not have to get married. That's an institutionalized thing. If he wants to get married, he can get married. So she's already that's trying. That's real, though. Yes, that's, that's, that's so very real. Right? And then she's like, and if he does get married, he's going to marry a boy. He's not going to marry a girl. So that now that she's old enough to get it, she's just, it's just. I love that. It's so cool. Because you're she's, telling a child that people have the free will to marry who they want. Yeah. You don't have to no there's no rule in any there's book no stigma that at says all. it has to be one specific thing. Yeah. That a man hasn't like said. Yeah. Yeah. We can go deeper in that. I know, this is so crazy. Yeah. It's like I mean, we haven't even talked about acting yet. I know. I mean, I mean this is what's so cool. But about acting it. is life. But this right? is it. Yeah. yeah, this is all of it. <laughs> but so well let's 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 segue for a second. Yeah. Um because people went, I thought this was an acting podcast. <laughs> They're right. talking about race in America and like <laughs> homosexual stuff. Right. Like, oh my goodness! <laughs> What's I mean, Magda? we're the we're the it's our life. We're the others. It's, it's true. Every day. Um. So okay. So you've been in the business for a while, though, right? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is your husband an actor? Is, he is. Oh, shit. He is an actor. But I haven't met him yet. You, have I met him? You have met him once. I feel once. like once, you did really meet him. briefly, you did meet at him. an event or something. Where it were was, we? I feel like it was something. I had to be Was it a studio. party of a studio? Yeah, but you have met him. <laughs> and I, I think so. I think he. I think it was something at the studio. And I was, was like, are we going to get you into class or something? Yeah, because he was he was somewhere. I'm going to name no names, but he was somewhere. He was like, I was, I just can't. Yeah, so I was like, I told you to come to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay, yeah, yes, so he funny. is an actor. As okay, well. wow. Okay, so wasn't planned. I wasn't. I mean, I, that's a whole I other. Never, weekend. I never would have thought I would have married an actor. Ooh, that would be that's a whole that's a podcast part two, two with you. Right. Uh, like, talk dating an actor or married to an actor. <laughs> I know uh, an actor and actress together. But anyway, so okay, so. You've been around for a while. You've been doing yeah, yeah something like that. I started as professionally as a dancer. So I went to college for dance okay. in high school. I went to performing arts high school. We pretty much did a block scheduling thing. So you would like dance would be your thing, or acting, or voice. So you had to do all three of that kind of um, layout. And I was going hard in the paint for dance, and then and I got to do incredible things and work with incredible artists and you know get flown places mm-hmm. and it was great and all these songs you hear on the radio the Beyonce's the Rihanna's I'm like the girl behind yeah, them yeah. and getting it and it was great and then <laughs> it's like in 2012 I moved to LA and I was on that dance hustle mm-hmm. and I just had this feeling of like oh, man I don't but what is my voice mm-hmm. and I started looking at the bigger picture of things like Rihanna's fantastic However, I'm helping Rihanna's dream mm-hmm. come true. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a part of her vision. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and in the background. Yeah. So what do I have to say? So that's when I started being like, 
all right, you've been talking about this forever. Really start taking your acting more seriously. And so I started doing the whole, you know, going different places and taking classes and things like that. And fast forward to <laughs> having an audition that was the director, the director was undisclosed. The project was undisclosed. I, it was non-union now because I was in union at the time. Like it was just a whole bunch of nothing. <laughs> but of course, when you don't have much, you're like, all right, well, I'll give I'll it a try, it. right? Because yeah. the casting director was pretty well known. Ended up booking that job, and it was a Spike Lee joint. That's she rock. Super right? well, oh. actually, it was. We did this video game called NBA 2K16, and uh-huh. it was the first time they were incorporating a film component into this From video game. This video game. Uh-huh. I'm was no, I don't know anything about video games. So, right. but apparently, this was like huge. <laughs> yeah. Like a, that's why it had to be so under wraps because right. video gamers are yeah. crazy. They know everything. Apparently, whatever. So right. I did that, and then after that, we came back. I had to audition again for the same casting director, and that's when I was casted in Chirac. With Spike Lee again, uh-huh. so he still made me audition again. He mm-hmm. he doesn't do the whole handout thing unless you've like really proven yourself. Yeah. And then so that was in 2015, and then after that is when I got my manager, who you know. Yes. And mm-hmm. from there, it was like I went on this audition. They're like, okay, yeah, we want you to test tomorrow. And I was like, what? What is? What is a test? What's a, what's a test? <laughs> I legit oh. did not know. Like I first of all, even when the manager reached out to me, I was. I was confused because I've only had a dance agent. Yeah. So I was like, I don't... Okay, so what, what does, like, a manager do? Like, right. That's different from an, the actual agent. Like, I'm, I'm... I just... I really... I don't know. I only come from, like, this full-on dance world. I always knew I wanted to be, like, a black J-Lo. I just didn't know how I was going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I test for this ABC show, and I'm just looking at this contract with these big numbers on it. And all these things and all this commitment, and I'm like, okay, so like, do I do anything different? They're like, no, just, just do what you were already doing. That's right. And I was just like, all right. Okay. But there was something in not knowing, because then I was just like, all right, well, whatever. Free. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. free. Yeah. And that was an incredible experience. I didn't get that. I don't even know if they even went forward with that pilot. I don't even know what happened to it. But then it was like, now I'm in a pilot season thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> not knowing yeah. what that was. And then I booked a pilot, and the pilot didn't get picked up. However, I was asked to audition for Lethal Weapon. At this point, I'm upset because I was really connected to that to pilot, pilot and that yeah. character. That's how it happens. So I was just like, what if, you know? And I'm going in to play a detective. I'm in cut-up jeans, pretty much like how I am now. <laughs> Twists like this, like faux lock twists. And I walk in and every other girl's in like a suit totally jacket. And I was yes. like... <laughs> Corporate. <laughs> in my mind... You look like you just came from dance class. Listen, right? I got like 10 boot pills on. Like, what are you doing, girl? What are you doing? <laughs> you have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> so I, at this I point, I'm like, well, I'm here, so... I so I go and I do my thing and I leave out and I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to get that. And then... The show creators called me back that very same day. I had to go to Warner Brothers like two, three hours later. I go in front of... Now, of course, I'm in the same outfit. I don't even have time to like make this look better. <laughs> I do my thing and they're like... There's just like... You can't hear a pin drop in the room. And they're looking at me and they're like... So what's your story? Like, where are you... <laughs> where are you from? Where are you from? What are you doing? And so, yeah, that started as just a guest star reoccurring and then it went into every episode uh-huh. and then it turned into a series, series regular. regular and 
Yeah, and, and I just wrapped season three last week. Wow, so that's it's, so it's awesome, Michelle. Yeah, and in between that, I've been able to do films and things like that. And I'm still learning. And I actually just left a meeting with my manager now, and I was like, all right, so about this agent thing. So let's 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 look into that. Where yeah. do I really want to go? What do I really want to do? And what's been so great, and I really want to mention this on your podcast, because I feel, I feel like a lot of people don't talk about this with acting, mm-hmm. is the business. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what a loan out was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I did my pilot without a loan out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tony, like, I, when I tell you, I, I just didn't know. Well, you didn't know any of these. Yeah, things. I didn't yeah. know any of those, these things. And so if you don't know what a loan out is and you're listening, it's, it's pretty much a company for yourself. And that's how you receive your payments. And it's just it's just better for you in terms of with your taxes. Taxes, yeah. And because the tax man is going to find you. <laughs> he on your back. <laughs> He yeah. on your neck. You feel yeah. me? So, <laughs> on your neck. You're like, wait, I thought I made X amount of money and my my paycheck now is like a dollar. Listen. What the heck? Yeah. Thank God for the loan out, okay? Yeah. And and having a really great CPA. Having someone to really set up your businesses. And, mm-hmm. ha- and, yeah, and I haven't... I haven't as of yet moved out of the place that I had. I haven't, like, gotten a new car. I've been putting more... Of my, I've just paid off student loans. I've just gotten myself together and uh-huh. set up so that my bill, although my income has increased, Increase. my bills have not. Yeah. And the things that you, because you got to spend your money. Yeah. <clears throat> I just want to have to let people know this because people don't talk about this. Yeah. You got to spend your money. Yeah. And of course, you're spending it on, like, I did a pilot presentation. Me and my husband put one together and, yeah. like, investing in, like, your creative endeavors. Or your class. You're, you're, in your classes. And the yes. classes are write offs and just yes. things that are going to contribute. Headshots. Clothing sometimes, like all of it, yeah. All the things that contribute to your 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 business business. yourself, your gym memberships, your hot yoga, your equinox. That's great, a great reminder. You know, all of those things. Um, That's why you have to have a you have to be incorporated, incorporated company, yeah. Um, So that has been really great for me to learn too over the just the business of it all, and and with my business manager, I'm very clear about like you have to slow down. I need to know everything. Help me understand how you're filing these taxes and what this is. And I just, to all the actors out there, even on whatever level you're at, because all the levels are important, know these things, research these things. Or you're going to be me, just (laughs) doing a whole pilot and then get your check. Like, but wait. (laughs) You're like, I thought this pilot was supposed to be like a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. I just really want to encourage that. But yeah, so it's it's been a ride and I'm excited. I'm in a place now where we don't know if we're getting a season four or not. Okay. Because you guys had, there was a lot of upheaval last year. Yeah. Drama. Yes, but you weathered it, right? Yeah. <clears throat> weathered it and stayed out of it. Yeah, that's important. Weathered it, stayed out of it, yeah. and had sage. Yeah. In my trailer. Yeah. <laughs> you sage know, in the Sage trail, in the instance. Right? Like, I'm at peace. Yes. I don't know what you guys are doing, but yeah. I'm at peace. I love my job. I like being here. But Michelle, wow. I mean, literally, I mean, it's only been since you really said like 2015. So, like, yeah. it's only four years. You're yeah. killing it. You're Thank doing you. Awesome. Thank and you. And I started on YouTube. I started on a YouTube wow. series before that too, 
and you know just being in people in other creatives projects yeah. who just wanted to start things and I love as to this day I love that someone had like I think I, I did yeah I did one of your movie you're so good um, in this movie if it's done now by yes finally. congrats so, yeah we're gonna have a screening soon um yeah I think someone said I believe Issa Rae said this where she said don't try to network up network who's beside you and so you have these uh-huh. creatives and these people around you who are creating YouTube shows films what have you if it's the lead if it's just help someone out for a day do it if you have That's the right. time do it help your friends be creative but in doing my YouTube show I, I had something to show the, my first agent who did want and was like oh okay she can kind of do something do you can do yeah, yeah, something yeah. so that really helped that's cool wow yeah. Yeah. well you're really great in the movie you know Thank even you. though it's a small role it's just supposed <laughs> to show you like even in a small scene like a really committed actor can really inhabit the role so that it just feels yeah. like they're a part of the story in a way that's, Absolutely. you know, it's really a, a really interesting. I'm just coming to me now. It's what I'm thinking of watching you work. Thank um, you. And also, you know, my friend in the movie, I think his movie's gotten put on hold. Yes. But, but he was like, you're in the running, whatever that right. means. You know what I mean? But it's so good to know. You just do your work. Just do your just work. Just keep doing your work. And I am actually, and you what... make fake friends and, you know, people start to be like, I really, fans, friends and fans. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's one thing that when we were, my manager and I, we were talking about like strategizing, like what's next. And I told her, I said, listen, I'm right now, I'm definitely not chasing money. So I'm, I'm like, I'm not trying to like run out. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. I'm, I'm, and I was like, I'm very interested. I'm not even interested in fighting for that number one spot. If there's a solid, you know, number four, number five on that call sheet, and it's, it's a, a great show, it's a great, yeah, um, independent film, or you know, because I'm still on contract. If it's just a limited series, uh-huh. if it's just, but if it's good and it's solid, I'd rather be. You know, every time I turn on yeah. something, she's like in a little. I'd rather just pop yeah. up on you, yeah, and and create, um, which is, yeah, you know who's done that? It's Regina King, who is like hero of mine I did not see Thiel Street Could Talk Mm -hmm. but I mean I've seen so much of her work and she's an example of that absolutely like over the years just always just doing solid work just doing her work and like never like you know like you would I mean people may not not, 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 may even know her because but she's always in stuff and she's always just doing solid work always in stuff doing solid work just it just I I want longevity I want to be around other creatives that value the art form and that that's super important to me so right now it's like hey it ain't even about having to be in, in the the flashing the lights and the it's the one that's in the front of it all yeah but let's let's be easy with this let's yeah. let's really read through these scripts and these projects and what people are offering well, and these auditions and and let's just be easy. Like now, can you because you're waiting to hear if season four gets picked up? Yeah. Can you even go out for pilot season? You could do guest stars, right? Or it's no? one of those things. Guest stars reoccurring. Uh-huh. It, it's you, it's so tricky, and I I want to speak to this very openly too. When you're in a position of you're like re- let's say you're reoccurring a lot on the show, and it's the a decision of do you want to be a series reg or do you just want to keep reoccurring. Really meditate on that. Mm-hmm. Because once you become a series reg, then there's things That's in the contract where because of budgets, you may not be in every episode. Uh, you may not 
your character may still be kind of in that reoccurring world uh-huh. where there's not much of a backstory or you're not really doing much, uh-huh. let's say. You're not creating you're, more. You're not really creating more for mm-hmm. your character. Mm-hmm. And, and then because you're under contract, you can't do other, other stuff. stuff. So really just make sure, for those who are listening, make sure that if you're in a situation where you're reoccurring a lot, that just really meditate on if you really want to be a series regular on that show. Uh-huh. Because advice. because things change. That's right. Things absolutely change, and it may look like, oh, well, I'm reoccurring. I, I'm 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 doing you know the standard weekly raid. I mean, why don't they just make me a series raid? Because you just see what all that is. But if well, you're in it, sometimes when I was reoccurring, I was in more episodes than some of the series regulars. Uh huh. That's a very <laughs> very valid point that the listeners should really. It's the business part. Yeah, 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 that yeah. People. But, you know, now we have the information. Yeah, that's right. And now I can pass it along. Yeah. There is absolutely nothing wrong with reoccurring. You can teach a class about that, Michelle. It's really helpful. If you ever want to... I would love school, to do the, like, business side of it. Oh, Michelle, we should do that. Like, I would love to. After we're done here, we'll, we'll figure that out. I think that would be so valuable because I think, you know, yes, I think people, actresses, once they get the opportunity to... Yes, like, of course, series regulars, what everybody is always told is the thing, but you're right. Like... I think it's like sometimes if you're not number one on the call sheet as a series regular and you're like number seven or eight, they may not use you a lot. And you're like, well, but but I also now can't go out for <laughs> anything yeah. else. And, and then there's a thing of understanding story. And I can speak very transparently even about Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon is about a bromance between two guys. The, guy, the guys, yeah. The guys. the guys. So as much as, yeah, I'm the only female detective on the show and she's strong and she's great. She's there for exposition. She's there uh, to help the help leads. The guys. Yeah, yeah, she's she's there to help the guys. So I had to check my ego and check feeling like, oh, well, I'm not just I'm just not doing like a lot, and I'm like, right. I, I want more, and I want right. this. Then it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Like as as things started progressing, and I started understanding story, and I started understanding how the business works, I started understanding how hey, there's a budget for each episode, which is why every series red can't be in every ep- yeah, <laughs> every, every episode. episode, and understanding like wow, when I was in, when I was reoccurring, I was in everything, yeah. you know. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. it's now that I understand story and under and understand it has nothing to do with me directly it's like not being a strong actor no. or not doing it's my part personal. it's never personal no. like that it's literally just like alright well, we, we've reached our budget so we're just gonna um, we're gonna give the exposition to number two that's right Bailey won't be here or actually let's just get a regular person in uniform like a, a let's, let's bump up one of the background people and give them a line, a line. that it costs them nothing it costs them nothing to, like, compared to you the series regular day right right or like whatever your contract says yeah, these are really interesting points. I, these things that, that I've learned that I'm like, you right. know what? I'm happy that I am in this position on this show for this length of time because as I move forward, I might can. I mean, well, thankfully I'll be in a position even reoccurring. I would make more, you know, make a, a good amount. Mm-hmm. But I can understand now, like, okay, is this really a show that I want to be a series regular mm-hmm. on? Do I really want to continue with? Do I feel like, or I can now even have the courage to say let me meet with the showrunner let me see what is the intention they have for Mm -hmm. this character where is this character gonna go and if he says well it's pretty much this then I'll say okay that's fine I'll keep reoccurring it's cool Mm -hmm. you see what I mean Mm -hmm. so now that I have this information I'm excited about what's to come and Mm -hmm. I think that's why even now I'm not so pressed upon oh I gotta be like the lead and number one and the Mm -hmm. this because I'm like oh this is a, a real marathon we just talked about that last podcast. <laughs> it's it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, you know what I mean. This is. Amazing. I would love to. 
Yeah, we should talk to about share, that. Yeah, to share, to share that. Really, I mean, we have different business classes at the studio, but this is unlike what I think it, a lot of the business classes we offer because is for people who are really starting out. But this mm-hmm. is this is really valuable for people who are getting to the next level, or maybe they're not even there yet. But it's just if they would know that going in, you know what I mean. And obviously, sometimes reps are. They're all great. Mm-hmm. Well, not everybody's great, but like, but they're also their agenda might sometimes be because they get so busy, or their their job is to get you work. And once they get you work, sometimes it's about just making the most money. Yeah. So they don't have the same concerns that you would artistically, and then Absolutely. the artist forgets that. They're Absolutely. like, oh yeah, I should become a series regular, and we're going to make a hundred thousand dollars an episode or whatever. You know, as opposed to, well, what if we took less money and I then was able to maybe do a guess starring arc on Stranger Things or something. You and know. I mean, now I'm able to do both. And yeah. now I'm seen by two different, compl- two that's right, two different, different audiences. Yes, two audiences, you've, different, that's right. You've that's met totally different it. directors. That's different, right. Like now you're just expanding that's ways. Totally and I think as you're, for me, in these humble beginnings of your career, every decision, it, it just matters so strongly, I feel. Yeah. And, uh, however, you know, and I think in reps in their defense is like, Hey, once you're in a series regular, you're in like, you're on like a wheel of like, this person can work. They've done this many right. episodes. So it, it gives you like a title that's, that's thing true. too. So yeah. it's important to just know both. Yeah. And what's important to everyone is very different. Well, know, what you just said, I think is also the, the only advice ever is you have to meditate on it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when some of these actors are in that kind of position for me, I remember, um, well, Olivia, yeah, you know, yeah. I remember a, a few years ago before she, she's on, um, the magicians, mm-hmm. right. And I, I think just got announced again for season five. But I remember before that for pilot season, that pilot season, she got offered some other show that she'll remain nameless cause it's on, but it's okay. not a good show. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Tony, I don't know if I should do this. And, you know, I just listened to like the more sort of external factors that were, you know, that she was facing in her decision making. But then I was like, ultimately, I would never give anybody advice because I'm not a business manager or an agent or manager. But ultimately, I was like, I think you should just meditate on it and trust your heart. And no matter where we go, it's the right thing because we're still going to learn. But you know what I mean? Yes, like if she would have said yes to that and that she could have got, you know, there's always learning. So you can't ever make the wrong move, really. But yes, I, I do think, and she did. She just sat with it and was like, I don't want to do that show. Her agents dropped her. They got oh really pissed. My goodness. Yeah, yeah. But it all worked out. Or her yeah, I mean, well, she's on season five. Yeah, of like a different show <laughs> that she really felt she connected loves. to. You know what I mean? Like, isn't that crazy? Uh, so When you honor yourself, you my goodness. To. It's hard in this business because we're, I think a lot of fear drives the business. Yeah. Um, and people, we get caught up in like, oh my God, if I, it's going to be the wrong, and it's going to be fine. And I think also too, when you've just not had a lot, when you've been on that yeah. struggle bus. Oh yeah. You're re- <laughs> willing to take anything. You're like, look, <laughs> I only got $200 in my bank account yeah, right I'm now. Like, but yeah. it's having that, that, that trust in your heart and having that faith. I always say bet on yourself. That is my biggest thing that I always say. Oh, that's great. I had my seventh year LA anniversary last Friday and I came here with like $200, probably less than that in wow. my account. I remember being on EBT. I remember I got in a really bad car accident. So the passenger side was completely smashed in, but like how the insurance stuff worked, I just 
wasn't really adding up and I knew I needed a car. People had to enter my car from my driver's seat to get in the car. <laughs> okay, and then eventually that car like blew up on the side of the road. Oh, like, like all of the things. Yes. All of the things, yes. right? That's so funny. And I remember when I was driving to that first Spike Lee audition, I was taking a Lyft ride and I had no money in my account. But Lyft doesn't like charge your account until after or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, forget it. I'm going to just take this negative balance situation. It's probably the worst decision. I'm not advising people to, to, <laughs> to take lip rides knowing you ain't got no money. <laughs> but I was just in a place of like, I'm trusting my heart. Like I, yeah. I'm betting on my, I'm betting on my gift and my talent right now. I'm betting on this feeling that I have. I didn't come all this way to just turn back and just not trust what I have, what has been given to me, what has been granted to me. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah, like and that's such a gift. That's such a gift to. That's such. It's oh my god! It's just I'm like that losing my words. Yeah, I'm losing yeah, my yeah. words because what we do and what we're able to do and how we're able to do it is such a gift. Had I never gone and got that negative balance, right. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't have got the job. Yeah. And then that job led to another job. Yeah. And that job led to better representation. And that led to me learning all these things that I'm able to lay out now. And so, trust bet the heart. Yeah. Trust to bet on yourself. Yeah, bet, on yourself. bet on yourself. Well, Michelle, listen, Jesus, we could talk. My guests today have been so great. We could talk. <laughs> we could all talk day. Yeah, it's been great. Let's, I like to do the speed round. Yeah. These are really easy questions. If you weren't an actor, what would you be? Maybe they're not easy. Right. That's not that easy. Um, I'm just an artist. I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. You don't always have to answer them. I don't know, Tony. You'd be a happy homemaker. Right. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Okay. I don't Fair know. enough. What's your favorite film of all time? Or just a favorite film? A favorite film? It sounds so dramatic. It's so time. dramatic. Of all, of all time. time. Uh, why is... Okay. I know, I'm stumping you. Yeah, you these. are stumping me for some reason. Sorry. I'm What's one like thing st- you can't do without? Oh, you... you, you. <laughs> I was going to say A League of Their Own. <clears throat> oh, I love A League of Their Own. Okay. Um, one thing I can't do without? Yeah. Say, at the moment in 2019, around yeah. these days, yeah. planting chips from Trader Joe's. Oh, I haven't had those yet. They're so okay. Good. okay, I'll try that. <laughs> Who's your celebrity crush? My husband. No, you can't say your husband. I, mean, I was almost going to say you can't Okay, my celebrity husband. crush Jesus. is Priyanka Chopra. Oh, okay. I love her. Nice, yes. yes. She is. Yeah, she's, she's fierce. How would you describe acting in one word? Breathing. Oh, it is. Good, Michelle. How many times have you heard me say in class, just breathe? Right, drop your jaw. Drop your jaw, breathe, <laughs> turn up a mouth, drop your shoulders. Uh, what's one thing you've learned at the studio? Mm. I'm trying to make it simple. I know, that's a lot. Because <laughs> I tell people this when, they, when I refer to the studio often. Um, it's okay to be who you are. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, it's okay to be who you are. You know, we're living in the time now more and more. That's what everybody's talking about. Yeah. That's what, that's it. Yeah. However, it's just certain acting studios and places that you go, 
they do tell you that, okay, you may have to calm this down because if you want to play a straight guy, then you got to not be like, you can't be as vulnerable, let's say, right? Or, okay, don't just be like the angry black girl or you have to be more mm-hmm. of, of the, like people kind of put these restrictions mm-hmm. on you in, in a way where it makes you feel like as a young actor, if you're coming out here, you don't know that like, okay, well, I have to kind of be someone be else, something, something else. else in order to get my foot in the door. And that's why it may sound simple to be like, well, of course, yeah, of course, at an acting studio, just be who you are. And it's like, no, that's not really the case. I know, I know, it is hard, I know. <laughs> that's not really the case. Yeah, so. I appreciate that. Yes, be What's your definition of love? This is the last question. Yeah, I know I saw that. <laughs> agape. Oh, yeah, I love the word agape. Agape. It's universal love. It's so universal. That's agape love. Agape. That's what I loved about... I know we gotta go, but... That's what I loved about Beale Street when I watched it. One, because there's not really much dialogue. It's more breath and just moments, which we all love, of course. But it was just love in every which way. Love of your partner, love Mm. of your mom, your dad, your siblings, your friends, your Mm -hmm. neighborhood. Agape love. Yeah, it was agape. It was so great. I will have to see it. The score is really beautiful. It make, I just listening to the score just makes me cry. Wow. It, 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 oh. Well, I mean, I love Barry Jenkins, so, I mean. Yeah. I always like to say that love, t- for me, is this moment. Mm, yeah. that's great. So, Michelle, we didn't really get a chance to talk about everything, but tell your, tell the fans, like, you also have a foundation. And a I do. Stuff, so, where can they find you? Well, mm-hmm. Lethal Weapon season will premiere when in well the we're still in our season so oh, every Tuesday yeah oh, okay. we're still in our season every Tuesday at 8 okay and my name is Michelle Michinor and yes I have a foundation called the Michinor Foundation where we provide visual and performing arts programming to children in underserved communities so you can find us down in Skid Row or in Uganda this year we are fingers crossed hopefully going to India and we just spreading the what, I'm sorry, we're spreading the necessity of art programming Ooh. and the influences, the influence of art in children's lives. So, wow. Yeah. That's and, an escape. And, and this is so, I mean, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> and where, um, what's your Instagram? So people Michelle Michenor, that's M-I-T-C-H-E-N-O-R and Michelle with two L's. Thanks, Michelle. You're welcome. Oh.